Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the school studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Gentlemen, it's a bloodbath. The accountability session is is not good. I mean, there's there's a few highlights. Here. I was looking through mine as I did my uh, my three new ones for today, and uh, yeah, I realized that this is probably not Judd friendly. No, it's you go through these stretches where you just you have like 15 losses in a row, but then you always kind of bounce back at the end of the year. Uh, you're like uh, who's a streaky hitter? I was gonna say Adam Dunn was. Yeah, you're Adam Dunn. Unfortunately, I, I yeah. feel like th- this week might be um, Chris Davis-like, and I mean the one with the C who plays for Baltimore who's like oh for his last 52. <laughs> does that guy have a hit yet this year? I don't think he does. I saw something on him last night. Is he still on like, what's the point? Sports Center. I think he's still scuffling. What is the what is <laughs> to like, put it kindly, What go. is the point of running Chris Davis out there? No, he got a hit the other day. Oh, he did he? get a I hit think finally. He did. I saw him thanking fans in a post game well, interview. Because I assumed it was a hit. It's because he's being paid still, um, as if he's good. <laughs> Much I like feel, I'm being paid for my right that down. I said this yesterday on Twitter, and a couple of people replied to me like, "Oh, he's getting paid. Where's the matter?" I feel I feel so sorry for the guy because you know that's eating him up. Like, yeah, it's easier to go home when you didn't perform at the job and yeah, you have fifty two million dollars oh, waiting you. for you, but it's got to be eating him up inside. He is uh, still hitless. Oof. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. what's, yeah. Do you have the stats in front yeah, of you? I was going to say, what's he old for? Uh, 37 plate appearances, 32 official at-bats, and uh, yeah, he is uh, hitless. He's what walked ha- five times. What happened? I know this is a total side tangent, but... He does have two he's RBIs. 40. <laughs> he's got two Well, he out. fell off the map in the last couple of years, right? Before, yeah. it, it wasn't... It's not sudden. I want to say last season or the That's last true. couple of years, he's been pretty horrendous, and they're an awful team. Yeah. His right. OPS is 135. Oh! Oh, oh my God. Well, it might be time to find Ooh. something else to do with your life. It's aggressively bad. All right, you guys want... have a guaranteed contract. Yeah, keep hacking. No, you just quit <laughs> and get your money. Write that down. You guys want the evidence here? Yes. Okay. No, I'm but gonna, go ahead. I'm going to rip the bandit off. Let's start with... We'll start with Judd, since we're talking about it. And if you're new to the segment, this is Write That Down <laughs> with Mackie and Judd and Rami and Jonathan and Manny Make Predictions, and we invite listeners to tweet in their predictions to us. At Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad, at Score North. And uh, we hold each other accountable. We don't just make predictions, and that's the end. We make predictions, and like Mike Francesa this week, people were calling him out because he said that Virginia can never win the championship under Tony Bennett. And he's like, I never never said that. He's been on a roll (laughs) of late. 
Yeah, well, someone found the tape. Oh, it's fantastic. We keep our own tape. It's so much fun. So, Judd, you said Texas Tech will be the national champions. Ooh, hey, I got him in the championship you game. close. You said Bruce Boudreaux will be out as wild coach. Well, Paul Fenton didn't get his way, clearly. He's back. Uh, and then you said, is it Dean Evison will replace Boudreaux as wild coach? Oh, that was another one. Okay, so I wasn't a twofer, unfortunately. Okay. You said Jordan Greenway will have at least 15 goals this year. Good Lord. You weren't kidding when you said bloodbath. And you also said Tim Tebow will make it only Thanks, as high as double A. <laughs> Oh, is he triple A now? Triple A Syracuse. Oh, wow. Whew. Uh, but you did say Adam hey, Thielen. Hey, take this. Adam Thielen will get a new contract before the regular season. There you go. Woohoo! We'll get you a single for that one. There you go. A flare to left field. I said Texas Tech will win the title over Virginia uh, with some other piece to the parlay that doesn't matter. <laughs> I said Andrew Wiggins will shoot below 30% in at least two of his remaining games. That was a March 15th prediction. Didn't happen. Uh, I, I gave you a WrestleMania parlay that I just have to self-report. It's wrong. I said Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins would win their matches. Only you would know, and that the Undertaker would make a surprise appearance. He did the next night on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah, so close. He came out and uh, choke slammed a guy with a guitar. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. Hold on. What? Who had a guitar? Elias. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I thought Honky Tonk Man made Ooh. a return. Elias. We walk with Elias. No, no, we don't. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea who Elias is, <laughs> but it that, sounds that like was, fun. That was probably my favorite moment of WrestleMania when John Cena came out yep. in the old Thugonomics deal. That yeah, was great. Thugonomics, no, he you didn't. guys? What? Remember oh, John, yeah. John Cena's Thugonomics I'm, bit from like 15 years I'm ago? Not, I'm not kidding you. This is a 100% true story. The first time John Cena walked to the ring rapping... I was like, well, that's it for me. Turned off wrestling and never came back. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. That was like exactly. I know. That was back in the day, man. I know. Yeah. You're a man of principle, though. Yep. It's amazing. Swore it off and well, you stayed you, away. You would not have enjoyed WrestleMania, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jonathan said Auburn would win the title. The Twins would win two out of three from the Phillies. Nope. Bruce Boudreaux will not be head coach of the Wild. He'll coach Edmonton. And that Ryan Saunders would make Wiggins come off the bench at some point uh, this year. This is that was fun. Monumentally bad. This is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> it really is. Feels like, like Goodfellas. Yeah, no, like Mayo like Bill the, Volume Three. No, it's like the scene in Reservoir Dogs where we all oh. just have guns pointed at yeah. each other. <laughs> uh, Rami, you said Michigan State would win the national championship. Whoops. <laughs> Great. We'll come back to another one of yours here in a second. Uh, yeah. Our guest predictors said, see, Declan said Nino Niederreiter would score 30 goals this season. 23? Um, Rami's girlfriend, Casey, said Jonathan will conduct a traffic report at some point as follows. Quote, screw it. There's crashes <laughs> everywhere. Good luck. <laughs> he did it this week. Way to go, Casey. <laughs> well done. He did. Uh, pr- uh, listener predictor Nathan nailed his WrestleMania parlay of Becky Lynch winning the Raw title, Rollins winning his match over Lesnar, Kofi beating Daniel Bryan for the title. And another listener predictor, Brad M., said the Twins will play Friday. To which Rami Insta replied, write this down. No, they won't. Actually, I said, this game will be canceled before we get to write that down at 5 o'clock right. on Friday. There it is. Okay, can we clarify what need to be the... what? Have to be the rules going 
forward now as about, far as hosts about tweeting, hosts tweeting write that down right 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 because it's so so you, you're getting credit for a write that down prediction that did not come within the course of the show which has never been done here so bravo Thank for you. you i'm an innovator i'm but, a pioneer but what a trailblazer the, if you will but what does the write that down committee think about okay. this I mean, honestly, can, if can i want, can i propose sure if you want to predict something for write that down that will occur before that Friday's write that down, it should be allowed to be done in a tweet preemptively. If it's an immediate thing, right? Okay. So if okay. if it's if it's Monday and and there's it's sort of like a balk, there's yeah. something going on between Monday and Friday. Didn't come to a full stop. You want a write that down prediction on? I th- I think we should be allowed to do that via Twitter yeah. and other means. Agreed? I agree. So like if it's Tuesday. Okay. And uh, something's happening in the Twins game, and you fire off a tweet. Write this down: of uh, Andrew Vasquez will soil himself and walk <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Ding that one! <laughs> Boom! Then you get the point. All right, here are the batting averages. Rami is leading the pack here with a three thirty-three batting Oof. average. Judd, you're batting two ninety-two. Oh! I'm batting two forty-one. Listeners are batting two thirty-five. Guests are batting 167. Manny is batting 143. And Jonathan bringing up the rear with yes. a 136 batting Still better than Chris Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's far better. That's quite the player to chase. <laughs> far better. All right, let's start with Judd and go around the room. Jonathan, Manny, Rami, myself. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, as I try to redeem myself. The Vikings will trade up in the first round of the NFL draft. Ooh. The Vikings are going to trade up in the first round of trade the draft. Up. You trade okay. up, so All they right. are going to get they are going to um increase their positioning a little bit to probably take a tackle. All right. But the right that down is they're trading. I feel up. like they're not like they don't do they trade up in the first round very often? When's no, the last no, time they... No, they don't. That's why this is at least a double. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Before we get to Monday, Byron Buxton will hit his first home run of the season. So this weekend. This weekend, yep. Okay, so before Monday, Byron Buxton goes Mm. yacht. Write this down. Paul's not going to be traveling out of Target Field this weekend. I'm I'm tempted to respond to that one. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is just baiting you guys. (laughs) It's possible. Way to go, John. (laughs) Write that down. I I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. Calvin Booth will be the Timberwolves' new president of basketball operations. Calvin Booth, man. All right, write this down. Okay. What? So, how long has he been a like an assistant front office guy now, Manny? What's his With Denver? It's been a couple of years. It's been a few years. Kind of a classic Glenn Taylor move, too, in that, like, Calvin Booth was with the Wolves, and he knows him, and... Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Okay. I had this written down last week as a write-that-down prediction, and then I came up with an impromptu write-that-down prediction, so I had to put this on the sidelines till this week. Upon the news of the AAF folding in less than a season, the XFL will not last two full seasons. Boy, so I've I've got high-level XFL sources... They're telling me oh, do you? Vince McMahon, in a grapefruits move, uh-huh. has pulled out enough personal money to ensure that it lasts multiple seasons. We'll see about that. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things so down. You're saying it'll get to a second season, but it won't last two full seasons. Oh, I don't even know if it'll last one full season, but just to cushion my prediction a little <laughs> bit, they won't play two full seasons of the XFL. Okay. 
All right, write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Despite the fact that he is standing behind nine trees blocking him from wherever he's trying to hit this shot on 14, Tiger Woods will win the Masters this weekend. Wow. Oh, Oh, boy. That's aggressive. Tiger Woods will win the Masters. Okay. The Masters. That might be a home run. Oh, that would definitely be a home well, run. Well, look where he's literally standing behind. There's like crowd to his left, and there's nine trees in front of him here. He's going to play Plinko. It's like, the last, it's like the last hole in Happy Gilmore, basically. <laughs> it <really is. laughs> it's pretty close. He's going to hit it off the grandstand. Oh, oh there it is. It. There's the shot. Oh, He likes it. Look at security knocking people Oh, no. Back. Oh, no. Oh, Someone oh, just stepped oh. on his foot. He's hurt. That's yeah. an amazing shot. He put it on the green. Security was like blocking people. Did somebody really step on his foot? Yeah, I looked saw like him like, Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh he might have to withdraw. He broke his foot. Oh, God. Oh, oh he's, he's hurt. Brit- he's oh, yeah. oh, he's everything. old. He's brittle, too. Well, that might have been a- <laughs> he's an older man now. Right now, now if he wins, Phil, that's like two grand slams in one inning. <laughs> did someone... Did someone? He's in pain. Look at his... No, right? I, think he, I think he rolled his ankle. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's see a replay here. Okay, now watch security did a fan, as well. Did a fan step on him? Here no, comes he somebody running. It, well, no, 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 security! Oh, security! Oh, security! Security! Oh, security! Oh, they were being ultra aggressive too. A security guy ran in and slid to try and oh, like he might have torn fans. his ACL. He slid into Tiger's leg. He might have torn his MCL, ACL, LCL, PCL, all of it. That's he some did, great he, security right there, he buddy. He just mouthed to his caddy, "Are you bleeping kidding me?" And like looks over <laughs> <at security. laughs> Oh man! Wow. Write, it write it down. You like writing? First of all, like down. that was a ridiculous shot. He that put was that really ball cool. ten feet from the pin from behind nine trees. This all is right. what golf needs. What breaking news? Golf needs Tiger Woods. Judd Zolgan. No guys, get no Tiger actually getting out. No, no ti- Tiger was abused by security. This is uh, this is outstanding theater. Hey guys, real quick, uh, Tom Roller tweeted uh, a write that down prediction that he said we're not giving him credit for. He said the Twins will win their opening series, and then tweeted us, "Am I going to get credit for this?" Sure, we'll okay. believe you. We'll believe you. you. I don't remember. No, seeing he that quote one. tweeted his tweet and where he said it in sending that to That's us. That's on Mackey. Sorry, Tom. Tom, we'll give you credit. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure everybody gets their due credit. Okay. So I'm just marking it down. Here. There you go. Write it down. You're, right, like you're writing, writing it down. down. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Write this down. Despite the fact they lost uh, the opening game of their Stanley Cup first round playoff series, the Boston Bruins will win the chalice. The oh, Boston wow. Bruins are going to come back, beat Toronto, en route to a Stanley Cup championship. Wow. Mm. You know, I poured mouthwash in my eyes this morning. Why is that? Because it's the cup. I knew that. That's right. It was a rhetorical question. (laughs) Because it's the cup. That's right. Rami, you know... uh, I didn't brush my teeth today. You know why? Because it's the cup. Yeah, Rami, I I woke up this morning, Uh poured myself a bowl full of chewed up glass for breakfast, (laughs) and poured milk on it. Because it's the cup. It's the cup. All right, back over to Jonathan. Write this down. So you got Bruins Bruins winning the cup. Yeah, Bruins winning okay, the cup. Cool. Very simple. Right. Write this down. Ty Lue will be the next head coach of the Lakers. Wow. Oh, you you well, saw Ron's the report. bringing him back. You huh? saw the reports today. Oh, too. is that what's happening here? The you're, reports you're out there. You're pulling a judgment, which is where you yeah. see a report this, and then you... Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I? I it's a single. Hits. It's a single, but that's fine. So LeBron, without anyone running that front office, LeBron's like, oh, cool, we'll just bring in my guy. Write this down. <laughs> yeah. Write it down. You like writing oh, things down. You said no one's running that front office. LeBron's running that front office. That's correct. Come on. Yep. Correct. All right, back to Manny. <laughs> Counterpoint. Write this down. Monty Williams will be the next Los Angeles Lakers head coach. Oh, okay. interesting. Dissenting voices. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami. The Milwaukee Bucks will win the Eastern Conference playoffs. Fear of the deer? 
Yes, sir. I feel like you already predicted that. Did I? I don't think Actually, so. you know what? You Okay, you said the Bucks will represent the East. No, you did. The oh, Bucks did. will represent okay. the Eastern right. Conference in the NBA Finals. In, I'm just trying to throw he it in the He rephrased it, though, this time. You, you said it differently. You could double down and make it, I guess, if you wanted to. All, maybe all your predictions the rest of the year it can just be <laughs> just the Bucks, be the Bucks will win the, win the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. <laughs> Why don't you add something to it? Bucks will win the East. Like, who will they beat? They'll sweep the Pistons. They'll beat the Pistons, or excuse me, they'll beat the Celtics in five. Wow. And the Sixers in six. Ooh. Mm. This wow. would be a home run if you nailed it, because you're, you're predicting That's all of them. quite the home Lose run. The write this down. All right, write this down. we got to fly here because we're up against the clock. But uh, the Timberwolves will mm. trade Andrew Wiggins to the Sacramento Kings, the dysfunctional Sacramento <laughs> Kings. The Wolves are going to get Dave Yeager. Uh, you know, two-part prediction. The Wolves get Dave Yeager, and, they, and the Kings get Andrew Wiggins. Write it down this offseason. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Wow. The twins, the twins will have three more home games postponed by weather this month. So, in addition to the one that you, we're, you've already predicted that we are sitting on. <laughs> I did a year ago. You, in fact, you oh, it's that, a year so ago. Like, literally verbatim, you predicted that same Wait. thing a year ago. Oh, right, right, right. But that was for a year ago. No, no, no. Like for like, the for this one, you have a prediction on the record here. Let me read. It's the longest prediction in the in the. Oh, how am I expected to remember that? <laughs> Here, your prediction Your prediction from whenever this was, this is like months ago, was the Twins will have a minimum of three games either rained out or postponed because of cold um, of their 15 games scheduled for next March and April at Target Field, including the three games at... Really? Uh, yes. So I didn't consult with myself, I, I guess. Okay, I will uh, I will then change my... Write that down for my third one to um, contradict what Jonathan said. Byron Buxton will not homer this weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Byron Buxton will not hit a home run this weekend in the Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. John. I had this last week. Write this down. I'm changing a little bit. Kyle Rudolph will be traded or cut by the time of the draft. Wow, okay. Before the draft. Before the draft. All right, back over to Manny. Write it down. You like writing things down. (laughs) The uh, Oklahoma City Thunder will defeat the Portland Trail Blazers in the first round of the NBA playoffs in six games. I like these specific predictions here. These are home run predictions. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Rami. Do I get another one, or does my tweet earlier in the week count as one of my three? I so, want to be sure I'm being no, fair you can, here. You go All ahead right. fire away. Tiger Woods won't finish in the top five. Wow. It's awfully negative. Okay. Now I think, he just, I think he just I mean, birdied behind you. By this the way, segment isn't about being positive or negative. Yeah, but he's it's hurt about, now. It's about being right. He's not even limping. That was a he's drama hurt. move. He's Write this down. Write it down. Injury. You like writing things down. And final prediction of the week. Andrew Vasquez, the beleaguered reliever who couldn't throw a strike the other night in, uh, in New York. Andrew Vasquez, by the end of the year, will have an ERA below three and a half for the Twins. Mm. I think he's going to bounce back. He's not going to be a punchline. He's going to be a good reliever. His ERA will be below three and a half for the Twins. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. There we go. Faith on your part. Write that down. Weekly predictions. Touch them all. The thing I keep hearing about Miguel Sano is he gets it when it comes to conditioning and nutrition. Do you believe that he gets it, Derek? It would be great for the Twins if that's the case. But I think you're kind of just rooting for that. Look, it's possible that Sano has sort of had this light bulb moment, but we just can't know for certain until months later, maybe years later, in fact. I'm just a little bit skeptical right now after the number of times I've heard that. Touch them all here. Score North. Scorenorth.com. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. And I didn't really, I'd never been to this Twins Welcome Back luncheon that uh, took place today. Judd, you said it goes back to the 70s? Oh, yeah. It's been around for a long time. 
And so they yes. were, so it's it was hosted by Dick Bramer, it's clients and fans and just different people and um they bring up Rocco Baldelli and players Nelson Cruz, Jorge Polanco, Taylor Rogers, Blake Parker, Kyle Gibson was there, um Jason Castro I might be missing somebody there too, but they brought up like six or seven players mm-hmm. and they did like a 45 minute Q and a just Dick Bramer asking the players questions and stuff. It was definitely, it, but it was interesting in that because they're not in a room with media or so they thought, <laughs> uh, I think they, they, Thanks, Nick Coleman. they answer the questions in different ways. And I found, I'll just sort of sum up one of the exchanges. Dick Bramer was asking the relievers, Hey, what's it like now that you guys don't have a closer and you're sort of being summoned at all different times of a ball game after a certain inning? You know, what is that like for you guys? And is that difficult? And both Blake Parker and Taylor Rogers said, we love it. It's ingrained in our culture in this clubhouse. We we value every out from the first through the ninth inning the same. So there's no ego involved in terms of, I am the closer. I need to pitch in the ninth, right? Yep. And, I, and a light bulb went off in my head because there was these rumors a month ago or a month and a half ago that the Twins had made a significant offer to Craig Kimbrell. Well, why? Like, where has that gone? And I, it was our theory at the time, and after hearing those guys and Rocco Baldelli kind of echoed the same thing, that this is just part of our culture. You know, you got to be willing to come in in the fifth or the ninth and I'm going to guess that a guy who has a chance to be third all-time in saves if he just pitches another few years, Craig Kimbrell, that Craig Kimbrell has no interest in pitching in the sixth he inning. He wants that ninth inning. Yeah, And that doesn't that doesn't fit with what the Twins are doing. Is that a common problem here now, too? Because it is bizarre that he's still not signed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's weird that a guy who at one time w- would have gotten a top-line closer contract, we're now going to go into May, I think, and he's not signed. Yeah. So I I wonder if this is now a common theme problem with Kimbrel's agent saying he's got to close and teams are like, well, but we don't do that. There's got to be something there because it's not just a twin. I mean, the twins bullpen has actually been pretty good short of a, a couple of outings, especially the one in New York a couple of nights ago. But there's some teams around Major League Baseball who folks expect expected to contend for at the very least a division, and either their bullpen is just not living up to expectations the, to start the season. The Brewers could use them. The Brewer, or that's what I was just going to bring up. Yeah, or you're right. Some teams have already lost arms in their bullpen. Brewers lost Corey Knable for the season. Jeremy Jeffress, their number two arm out of the bullpen, he won't be back there saying until maybe May. So I, there's got to be something, some something attached to Craig Kimbrell that's scaring teams off. Because my assumption was when he wasn't signed by the time the season started, that him and his agent were sitting back going, somebody will need us. Yeah. Somebody's going to need us. So there will be an injury. There will be somebody who implodes. Something is going to happen, and somebody's going to need us. But we're already at a point in the season, because of some of the things I just talked about, where there have been teams who needed him, and apparently either didn't pick up the phone or couldn't give him what he wanted. Yeah. So I, I I realize I'm sort of making assumptions on behalf of Craig. I, maybe Craig Kimbrell has said, oh, no, I'll pitch whenever, and I'm just projecting onto him. But if that's the case, if there are guys out there still, the Kimbrells and whoever else, that are that adamant, no, I need to rack up saves, I don't really get it. If if it Now, I could see if not racking up saves costs you money, and you're saying, well, wait a second, ah, I'm not going to fall for this. Like I'm a closer, and I want to be paid like a closer. But if teams are saying, oh, forget about the label, we're we're gonna pay you fifteen million dollars a year because like you're worth fifteen million dollars a year, but we're gonna 
tell you when you're going to pitch. It might be the seventh inning. Would you care? Like if somebody, you know, if, if somebody wanted to offer you the same money that you would be getting otherwise, and they just want your role to be slightly tweaked, like, does it matter? I guess the only thing that would matter is your historical standing he, in that category. He probably still wants too much, though. My my guess is for for he he is th- thinking to himself, well, I've got to be really really well paid, and teams are like, well, we'll pay you well, but not that well. Mm-hmm. So so my guess is at some point in time, like in June, the asking price is going to have to to come come down. And for Keuchel as well, don't you have to get to the stage where where a team can go to them and let's say June and be like, okay, let's just do a, a one year make good and then do this again because this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but my guess is the Kimbrel camp still says if we're going to pitch it in the sixth or seventh, we still want him paid like a top line closer. And if I'm a team, I'm probably going to say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'll pay him really well, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. He's, he's wandered into this tough area too now where you just can't trust him to pick up a baseball. You know, what's really, what intrigues me too is, is baseball right now is at such a stage where you have your camps still, right? Like, I still hear, and I know that people don't care, but I still hear, well, I mean, they pulled their starter after four and two-thirds. He's not going to get a win. Yeah. Like, you still hear that. that, And it's like, okay, I completely get that point, but the ship has sailed here. Like, she ain't coming back to port. Yeah. he, The win doesn't matter. But I think the way that they do that is by eliminating it from the arbitration process, oh, elim- sure. eliminating it from the contract negotiation process, because... Even though we sit here and say wins don't really matter, saves don't really matter, and most teams in baseball agree that wins don't really matter and saves don't really matter, they sit down at that negotiating table and they go, you had this many wins or this many saves. The two don't add up, but that's exactly what's happening here. So the teams need to drop that, and I think the players will be much more willing to go along with with this evolution in baseball and and the way that we measure baseball players. Yeah. You know, those I'd love to be a fly on paid. Those arbitration hearings, I'd love to be a fly on the wall cuz before you went in if you were representing a client, a, a player, once you want to know, does the judge know what fangrafts is? Like does the judge is going to decide this? Does does that judge know what wins above replacement are? And what do teams do now? Because, well, like, I got to think that the Twins wouldn't go into a a hearing with a starting pitcher and bring up wins, right? Yeah, I don't know. 20 years ago, you do for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But would would Derek and Thad be, be, be basically the entire time wins aren't a priority, but then when, when you're going against, you know, Gibson, in the arbitration hearing, now you're like, but he doesn't have wins. I, would I gotta think, think that, you wouldn't be. I would think that you're going to bring up whatever stats are advantageous to your argument, right? Like, if if you went into the hearing, and uh, let's use Noah Syndergaard for, or um, Jake DeGrom from last year. Yeah. And Jake DeGrom, he led the major leagues in a bunch of different categories, while including ERA, so this this is probably an apples to oranges, but he only had 10 wins. Right. And so you could go in there and say, well... He's not one of the top pitchers. Top pitchers get 20 wins. They right. get 18 wins. This guy only had 10. And his camp's going to be like, you guys, come on now. I love the league in strikeouts. I think I'd blow wins up, replacement. I mean, like, you're, you're the ones who don't care about wins. <laughs> but if that dude had 20 wins and maybe it was kind of smoke and mirrors because the offense is good, I would say, well, look, his wins above replacements uh, only 20th in the league. I know he led the league in wins, but if you look at the underlying numbers, then right. then so then such and such. Also, like these these hearings have this is a whole other thing that baseball needs to do away with, where 
you get into a room and like argue against one of your star players to try and pay them five hundred thousand dollars less. That article in the Athletic a couple weeks ago about their they have, they have a uh, like a a replica WWE championship. Oh, we talked belt about it. yes, yes. That they hand out to the baseball team, the front office oh of the baseball God. team that did the best in arbitration and doing the best in arbitration means being the best at beating the crap out of one of your players in a in a in a arbitrated court process yeah. where you decide how much a guy is going to get paid and they wonder why there are hard feelings between players and 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 major league and baseball. that's why we are that's going curious. to have at the rate that we're presently going a work stoppage yeah but the weird thing is i keep hearing that they're already they're already in negotiations about the financials to to avoid that, they're, that they're getting ahead of this thing. All I well, know, they should, they, but they should. Yeah. It's it is incredible though. Every day it seems goes by now, and you have one or two really good young players agreeing to seven year contracts. Yeah, and if I if it's great for the kid right now, but I got to think that if I'm the representative, I'm saying to myself, hold on a second. Five years ago, I'd get this kid through six years, hit the market. And we would just absolutely slay and kill. And now they're all signing. It, yeah. it, it's weird. Can I bring up something totally non sequitur and off topic? Here? Sure, please. You guys know who Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed are, right? Yeah. Brooks Kepka, chiseled physique, 1% body fat. Yeah. And Patrick Reed, it's like, like beer body. So they're wearing the same golf shirt today. <laughs> are they really? Is they well, on, were they on the TV or not? actually? I believe I believe Patrick Reed is wearing the golf shirt uh, that that Kepka was wearing yesterday. And it's is? hilarious seeing like Brooks Kepka's medium tight biceps bulging version <laughs> of the shirt and Patrick Reed with kind of the XL, you know, flabby billowing around, <laughs> sweating through it. Brooks Kepka doesn't sweat. No. No, he, uh, he just lifts. Yeah, he he has an internal cooling system inside his, <laughs> inside that uh, machine of a body. Um, let's take uh, let's take one more phone call here before we wrap with Royce. Kyle, Kyle in Minneapolis. You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Yeah, guys. Um, I think part of the the whole closer thing is it's kind of a, a holdover from when it used to be the closer was kind of your best pitcher a lot of times, and and now it's like you know there's a, there's a bunch of guys who. They want that, that big kind of moment in the ninth. I mean, you can't play enter Sandman in the bottom of the fourth with the bases loaded when you're up two to nothing and, and Mike Trout's coming to the plate, even though you probably should. Some guys want that enter Sandman in the ninth. They want that, that uh, thing where they're the kind of the stud who comes in. And it used to be the pitchers were like that, that the best pitcher was the closer a lot. And now that's not the case. You have these multi-inning relievers who can take over and stuff. So, I think until that culture changes or until they, uh, you know, start marketing some of these other relievers as, like, shutdown guys, there's going to always be those people who say, I want the ninth inning, I want my saves because it's a bigger profile. So maybe your thoughts on that. Sure, Kyle, I am perfectly willing to play Enter Sandman in the sixth inning with two outs if the bases are loaded. I was just going to say, why why not? (laughs) Why do we need the intimidating music, whatever it may be, in the ninth? I mean, play in the sixth. Right. Play in the third. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Play the entire game. that's a great idea. You know what? Don't turn it off. How about play it for the opener? For It'll sure. be like an NBA game. You know, I want my opener play to come out songs the whole time. Right. I want my opener to come out through the uh, the bullpen entrance for max <laughs> intimidation. And I think Judd's onto something. Could you? Could you? If you can play Walk dun dun at an NBA game like yeah. during a possession, why can't you play? Uh, I have an little... idea. What if we put the bullpen on the second level and then they just zip line to the mound and drop in? 
Now we're talking. If you want production value good. and excitement, I sort of like this that's idea. Pretty good, right? It's pretty good. I like that. Like uh, like like Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 11. That's right. <laughs> 12. Oh, 12. Always comes back to WrestleMania. Someday we'll get it here. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, we wrap with Roycey, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. Thank you, Jonathan, Mackie, and Judd with Rami. And it is time now to wrap with Roycey. And joining us is Patrick Roycey. How are you this afternoon, Mr. Roycey? I am just fine. I'm very upset. We should be playing ball tonight. Come on. Let's go. I uh, I stopped <laughs> I stopped by Target Field today. I stopped by Target Field today, Pat. I can tell you it is not suitable for baseball because it doesn't have a roof. Well, turn on the heat. They get the heat underneath there. They can melt all that stuff. Let's go. What the hell? Pat, did you, you know, see what happened to... Had, these boys have had enough time off. Did you see what happened to Tiger Woods just about a half hour, 45 minutes ago? I did not. I, I was listening to you guys on the radio. I heard that some idiot. I I have been around those security guards down there. They all think they're Barney Fife, man. They they want to stop everything, and they're all morons. Yeah, he came charging in. Guys, come running! Oh yeah, they're unbelievable. And uh, you know they're not, they're not the young. Was this one of the older fellas? No, no, he looked younger. It's a younger guy, and he damn near killed him, Tiger. <laughs> Because the whole crowd jumped in behind Tiger. They wanted to follow him to the next hole, so the security guard wanted to get between Tiger and the crowd, comes running in, his sleep, feet slip out from under him, and he almost took, like, literally took Tiger out altogether, but just barely got the ankle, and uh, I'm not sure how serious it is at this point. Uh, I am not surprised. Those guys, uh, you know, this is not your regular marshals that you get at real tournaments. These are some old southern rednecks who volunteer that uh <laughs> some of them are some of them are pretty funny i've told this story a hundred times though uh some of them could be pretty funny the guy down on 13 that year when eon baker finch could not hit the ball straight anymore and was hitting it left of left and he's up there tromping around in the trees uh at on 13 after he hooks it way off uh, to the left looking for the ball and this old redneck Marshall is some buddy. Buddy is comes up and says something. Who hit that? Who's 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 that up there looking? Pete or whatever the guy's name was. He says that's that E. Ed Baker French. That boy's a danger to wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite quotes ever. But uh, yeah, well, hey, Tiger's not hitting it that good, but he's rolling it, Phil. He's uh, if he's if you're rolling it at Augusta, you can get away with a lot because there's not that much trouble. Who wins this thing? Do you think, Pat? Oh, it's there's so many of them here now that it's it, it's always idiotic to try to pick a golf winner. For goodness' sakes, uh, I uh, I picked John Rahm. I really like Molinari the way he's playing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, there's 20 guys that can win the dang thing. It's uh, it's it. You know that changes that golf course. On Sunday, uh, really gets crazy on the back because you got two par fives that you can make three on or six on, you know, 13 and 15. And uh, the uh, backside is a lot easier than the front side, and crazy stuff can happen if it's close on Sunday. Although they've had a lot of Saturday leaders uh, in a uh, win the last uh, 15 years or so. The guy who's leading on Saturday ends up winning a lot. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's, I really like the way Adam, Adam Scott's hitting the ball, but I don't know if he can, uh, if he can putt well enough. You know, he used to putt with the long broom and they took it away from him and now he putts regular and 
you know, those guys have a tendency to miss those three, four footers when they have to make them in pressure, but he is really hitting the ball well. But uh, this Molinari, he can hit as long as the rest of them, but he hits it in the middle and uh, and makes putts, and he is playing great for about a year now, so I'd, I'd look out for him, too. Wait, they but Eldrick could win it. They outlawed the, uh, the long putter? I did not. I, I, that must have gotten past me. Mm-hmm. You know that the uh, here's another one for you. The American League now uses a designated hitter. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Rami's upset about yeah. that. Pat. I had no idea. <laughs> that's a sore yeah. point. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, yes. Well, yes, they did that a couple of years ago, Rami. I so, hey Pat, but I, I, I got a hunch you don't spend a lot of your Sunday afternoons watching the final rounds of golf. Only if Tiger's involved. Who? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Just another human being. Just another horny old bastard who uh, can play pretty good golf. He was the best player in the world. That's Perkins. He was, ath- he was the best athlete I ever saw in any sport for 15 years. That's long enough, isn't it? That's that's fine. He was, uh, you know, he was winning 40 percent of the time in a sport. You know where there's where you're competing with 120 guys, not when you're competing with one other team. He was uh, he was. Uh, there's never been anything like him in any sport, but uh, those days are over now. He might win one here and there, but I don't know why we have to uh, spend our whole lives. I just soon watch Dustin Johnson play as him. So. Me too. That's just me. Me too. That's just because of Gretzky. Yes. <clears throat> Well, yeah, but he's not around. I don't know. How are they doing? You know, they were having some troubles, him and and Paulie. You know, they were. But I think that he and Wayne played together at the uh, the, uh, uh, Pebble Beach tournament, so they must be back together. Didn't they take a timeout last year, Pat? I thought Dustin and Paulina took a timeout. But why would Paulina want to dump this guy? He's obviously, you know, he's... God awful wealthy and dumber than a box of rocks. You can see it. I mean, she can just lead him around by the nose. It's perfect husband. Well, they, they're back now. A big, a big money maker and dumb. Yeah, but he can hit the ball Look a long way. Look at this. Ooh, oh yeah, he's a he, he's the most talented. Uh, he's the most talented golfer in the world. I mean, there's a million of them, and, and McElroy's close, but uh, Dustin can putt too, and McElroy's not much of a putter, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's, you know, 20 guys that can win it. So, uh, but it'll be fun Sunday, that's for sure. Although they're supposed to rain uh, off and on all weekend. You know what You know what they need? That, that is not fun. You know what they need, Royce? According to my partner <laughs> they here. They need it. Yeah, put a dome on Augusta. You, you mean? Know. And you know what, Pat? Well, I, Manny, uh, Manny put that on Twitter, but I said, yeah, they could dome it, but it's definitely got to be retracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to... Uh, you gotta, uh, you know, you gotta be able to take advantage of the wind and stuff if the, uh, you know, if the if it's not raining out. So. Pat, do you think we're gonna get any baseball out at Target Field this weekend? Because the forecast yeah, doesn't doesn't look great. Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I thought that it's, it's done, right? Now it's done snowing, isn't it? Um, it's done snowing. Actually, they they changed it since I looked at the forecast this morning. Tomorrow we were supposed to have some freezing rain, but that's apparently changed. So I I stand corrected. All we have tomorrow we'll is we'll uh, play Saturday. Cloudy. We'll play Saturday. Cloudy and 40 tomorrow, partly cloudy and 46 Sunday. Baseball weather. Oh, God. Hey, Pat. Wow, how could, that, how could anyone possibly not want to be there for that? <laughs> Pat, why, why can't, now, now that the Final Four is gone, why can't the Gophers go to U.S. Bank Stadium and play? Because I, I saw they were supposed to play a weekend series, and I think they're going to play Sunday 
Monday now. Why can't they just go use last the indoor stadium? Went, last year they went to last year they had one like this. They went to Purdue to play it, but uh, I because I suppose they're still dismantling stuff there. At, uh, <sighs> you know, taking taking stuff down. What they, happened to the People Stadium? If they had their way. If U.S. Bank Stadium people had their way, there would never have been a baseball game played in there. The Vikings and them tried to uh, run it out there that they weren't going to have any baseball in there. And then finally, you know, Dayton was stuck with the quote about the people staying. Yeah. You know, you couldn't throw all the baseball teams out of there. But this year, they was there really a need this year to uh, not let anybody in there for three months? That's what they basically didn't, uh, you know, once, you know, they didn't let anybody in there for, for uh, weeks at a time because they allegedly were getting ready for the final four and putting up the bleachers and all that. I would think you could do that in about two weeks if you wanted to, so. They don't want baseball in there because they don't make any money on it, and they got they can't charge as much rent as they like. It's just like they don't like the high schools in there either because they got about eight rent free dates or something like that. So. Uh, it was the People's Stadium? That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, the People's one point one five million dollar stadium. That's for sure. Boy, is that <laughs> uh, soccer stadium nice though? Man, alive! That's, you showing uh, up tomorrow? That is. Well, I'm not going to go that far. For <laughs> when all is said and done, don't play soccer. <laughs> you can't hide it. You can't hide the fact that it's still going to be two to one. Jonathan Harrison's on. very upset. Two to one, it might be one nil. <laughs> Who are we playing tomorrow? New York, right? NYCFC. FC, yeah. Yep. Team that plays at the we Yankee Stadium. We played right? New York. You played the New York Red Bulls. Now we play NYCFC. There's two teams in New York. Oh, okay. The Red Bulls are in Jersey. Uh, anyway, yeah, I wrote a column about that for tomorrow, and I did point out in there they're playing an MLS team. I'm sure that's going to be a heck of a game, but I'm not quite sure which team it is. Anyway, or name me a Red Bull. Either one of you two guys, name me a Red Bull right now. There's $5 in the play. Don't, Jonathan, shut up. Don't tell him. Uh, <laughs> name you a Red Bull. Um, Jolt? Um... <laughs> 24 hour, 24 hours awake. Uh, not quite sure. Jonathan, can you name a Red Bull? Bradley Wright Phillips, Alex Mule. Bradley Wright Phillips. Yep, Bradley Wright Phillips. <laughs> Sounds like an actor. One guy. He's an English guy. Hold that's on, that's one guy. Pat, do you know Double if that, do you know name. if that's even a right answer? Because I could have just reeled off I, any name, and it sounds like I'd have got five bucks from you. The guy scored over a hundred like MLS Reaver. goals, guys. <laughs> This sounds like when Reavers and I was on with Reavers and Manny, and I'd play Name That Sin. Reavers was giving you guys from like 15 years ago, right? Daniel, Daniel Alfredson. Oh, Manny gave us Daniel gave us Daniel Alfredson who quit six years earlier, but he won because he's the only guy who knew anybody who ever played. Oh. Pat, thank you very much, sir. Go Have a good dogs. weekend. Go yeah, Bulldogs. University of Let's Minnesota. Duluth championship. Come on, go get him. Three in a, two in a row for the University of Minnesota. Be great. That was impressive last night against Providence, right? Yes, and now they get uh, UMass. Come on, Bulldogs. Let's go. Three straight finals for these boys. That's pretty good. All right. Thanks, Pat. Talk, Talk to, to you Monday. Monday. Bye. Bye. There's Patrick Royce. Uh, I don't know uh, what you got planned this weekend, Judd. Me, I have planned what I have planned most weekends. I'm going to watch a lot of TV, including that documentary that was put out about Derrick Rose by Stadium. Have you seen any of the clips of that? I have any not of the yet. Previews? I read about it. I saw uh, a story about it, but I've not seen clips yet. It gives you like real 
real insight, like access to Derrick Rose's life over some of the most oh, good. some of the most tumultuous years of, soon, of his NBA career. Soon to be former Timberwolf Derrick Rose. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Oh, you got to get rid of him. Nah, nah, I'm not bringing him back. Uh, I just, uh, Gibson, I, Taj. I just like, I just like watching D- all the Timberwolves out of here. Can we just yeah. keep one? You know what, Mr. Mr. Don't pay no. Adam Thielen. Well, it, it's time to jettison. Jonathan's right. Jettison, <laughs> jettison the Tibbs trio. Yep. Then the Tibbs trio. You know what? Send him somewhere else. Can I just keep Rose? Nope. Just no, Rose. No. Come on. No. No. You know what? He doesn't play. He can't play. <laughs> He's like Tiger. He's fragile. But in this documentary, I watched about a five minute clip of it yesterday. You see, literally, you literally see the moment he's mid interview. They do like in between the documentary footage, like those testimonial interviews with the camera right in his face. He's doing one of those at the moment he gets the call that he's traded from the Bulls, his hometown team that he grew up rooting for and loving. To the New York Knicks. And he's devastated, right? Devastated. That's the difference between D. Rose and Judd Zolgad. <laughs> if you call me to, right now and say you're going to Manhattan, I'm like, hey, Don, move us out here. I'll be in a town, a, a bar in, in Midtown by uh, 9 o'clock tonight. That's how much he loves us, Jonathan. It's Mackie and oh, Judd. Your head would not spin. For now. I'd be outside of the store so fast. Bye. Check out all our shows at scorenorth.com, wherever you download podcasts, and on Spotify. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend. It's all good. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.